and welcome to Devotions on the Psalms, Israel's Songbook, a podcast by Christ Lutheran Church in Brea, California. Today our focus turns to Psalm 2. Here's Pastor Pat Hauser. Greetings in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's wonderful to be here with you, Pastor Pat, here to talk about another psalm as part of our three-day-a-week devotion on the book of Psalms, I have the blessing of talking about Psalm 2 with you. Pastor Bill Brunel did an amazing job with Psalm 1. I can only hope to come close uh, to the great uh, job that he did taking a look at Psalm 1, which some, somewhat serves as a introduction along with the second psalm to the totality of the book of Psalms. And so it is my good fortune today to examine with you a psalm that really kind of speaks to what I'm going to be preaching on this week, although I'm not going to be preaching on Psalm 2 uh, in and of itself. Uh, I am going to be preaching out of the book of Isaiah. And one of the thematic elements that has really struck me is as I've been preparing for both that message and looking at this psalm is why are we surprised when things turn out the way they do? Why did we think that things would turn out any differently when we have chosen to live lives that do not place God at the center, that place Christ at the center? You know, a lot of times we say that scripture seems to be ripped from the headlines almost, that we see things happening in our world today that psalmists and other Old Testament authors were mentioning hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And this psalm that we're looking at today is no exception. It's what we would refer to if you like to group things together in types or... or, or uh, genres. This would be referred to as a messianic or a royal psalm. This psalm was actually one that would be read or sung uh, when Israel would anoint a king. It's said to be a psalm of David, a Davidic psalm. David is believed to have been its author. And when we talk about the anointing of a king that takes place, that was a very common thing uh, in Israel of that time where the high priest would anoint that king with oil uh, in a way of setting him apart for service, consecrating him for service, praying for God's favor and God's guidance to be upon him uh, during his time of rule. But let me read the beginning of this psalm to you and you're going to see what, I, what I'm talking about here where it seems to be ripped from the headlines. Why did the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Boy, don't our earthly rulers in many cases today do that very thing, to cast God to the side, to cast Christ to the side and try to break free of these bonds that are not bonds at all. They actually, they're trying to break free from the freedom that faith in Jesus Christ provides us. 
But then I thought this was very interesting, picking it up again in verse 4. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. And then he'll speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I've set my king on Zion, my holy hill. You know, in this world, we too frequently forget who God is, that we should hold him in reverent awe. In fact, that's what David does in the closing verses of this psalm. Picking up in verse 10, David writes, Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Now, Certainly this psalm is talking about God's anointed earthly kings at the time that David wrote it. But it is also talking about God's anointed, and if you were reading along with me as I was reading those verses, back in verse 2, we see against the Lord and his anointed, and in my translation, the ESV, anointed is capitalized. Now that's an editorial feature by the editors of this, but we know that anytime we see son capitalized or anointed or king capitalized, it's a reference to our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So as David wrote this psalm, certainly inspired by the Holy Spirit, he was absolutely talking about God's anointed kings over Israel, but he was also prophesying that anointed with a capital A king that would be coming along a few hundred years down the road. I think we can learn a couple of really valuable lessons from this psalm. First off, human plotting Plotting against God's will or God's judgment is futility. We need to realize that God is in control. And in doing that, we submit ourselves to his leading. This Sunday when I'm preaching, the title of the message is, What Did They Think Was Going to Happen? When we fail to follow God's will and God's leading, when we rail against God, when we do not fear him and hold him in the reverent awe that he deserves, boy, that's when we run our ship up onto the rocks, isn't it? That's when we tend to make a mess. So the first lesson from this is that human plotting against God and his plan and his will, it's futility. The second thing that we need to draw from this is that the divine king that needs to rule in us, through us, and over us, well, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. And the way that we would let Jesus rule over us is for us to submit our lives to his leading. I found it quite interesting that if you look in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, when the disciples were called before the Sanhedrin to provide a defense for 
what they were teaching and the healings that they were being used uh, to perform in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, they got called out by the Sanhedrin uh, for doing what they did. And this talks about Peter and John specifically before the council. But it's interesting when you pick it up in verse 23 of chapter 4. It says this, When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voice together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his anointed. And the book of Acts goes on to talk about how the king, the messianic king that David promises in this psalm, Jesus, was raged against, not just by the Gentiles, but by the Jewish establishment of that day. They raged against him. They plotted against him. They thought that they had defeated him on the cross, but they had not. They had not. And I thought it was really cool that the disciples that were called before the Sanhedrin that day, in their prayer of thanksgiving to God, recalled that messianic psalm of David that was written so many years before. And then the really neat thing is in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it ends like this. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So friends, the reign of the Lord's anointed, that's Jesus Christ, and his kingdom is come. God brought his kingdom to this earth in the form of his precious son, his word made flesh. And it is he, it is he who ought to rule in our hearts and in our minds as we carry out his work in fear and trembling. God's blessings to you on your day, whatever time of day you happen to be watching this devotion. God's blessing. I pray that it's going to prove to be useful to you. Peace. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, follow Christ Bray on all social media outlets. Visit ChristBray.org.